Welcome to Shaping the Future of STEM, presented by Abbott. As a global health technology company committed to providing opportunities for students in science, technology, engineering, and math, we offer opportunities around the world, including our award-winning high school and college internship programs. Our goal is to provide experience in these important and growing fields for students who wouldn't normally have the chance, like girls and those from diverse backgrounds. I'm Mia Bain, and I'll be introducing you to some of our female high school and college interns as they interview women who work as scientists and engineers here at Abbott. In this episode, you'll meet 19-year-old Dia Ayer, an Abbott intern from Illinois, as she interviews Betsy Willey, Abbott's Chief Information Security Officer. I'll let Dia take it from here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shaping the Future of STEM podcast. I'm this episode's host, Dia Ayer. I'm a student at the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign, and I'm studying computer engineering. I was a high school intern for three summers at Abbott, and I just completed my first summer as a college intern. I'm so happy to be here today talking with Abbott's Chief Information Security Officer, Betsy Willey. So, Betsy, can you tell me a little bit about what you are responsible for at Abbott? I absolutely can. Thank you, Dia. And it's just so great to to join you today and in this conversation and and get to be part of uh, this experience at at Abbott. I am the Chief Information Security Officer. I have responsibility for protecting Abbott's uh, systems and data from cyber attack and ensuring that we protect and, and live up to what our customers expect from us as an organization to protect their information and their well-being. That is really cool. As I had mentioned, STEM is something that I'm very um, involved in and I'm very interested in. So it's really cool to hear your STEM journey as well. So one of the questions that I did want to ask you is, what has been your biggest motivation in pursuing a career in STEM? I would say that I like big challenges and big problems to solve. And in technology, we, we face that every day. Absolutely. I could totally relate to that. And that's the interesting part of technology, that it's always changing. Has this always been the case for you? Have you always had this type of motivation? It's interesting because I think it has changed throughout my career. When I entered into the technology field, and, and I've really been in cybersecurity specifically for most of my career, it was because I loved the idea of a, a new space and a new challenge and how you know technology was being used by companies, and, and certainly when I entered the field, in really different ways uh, to bring you know, their, their services and products and, and so forth to, to consumers. And so I thought, well, this is a really new and interesting place to be at. What has kept me in the STEM field is the fact that that, it really that actually continues. I mean, the te- if you think about how, how much technology has changed over the last 20 years and no one year looks the same as any other year of what we're up against. And I love a good challenge. Yeah. So I noticed that you graduated from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, ILL, um, with a Bachelor's of Science in Business Administration. As a student, were, were there any events or situations in, when, in which you felt like STEM maybe wasn't for you? I knew that, that STEM and technology was for me because I found it it's so interesting, and I just had a kind of a natural skill in the space. It, it, it just came pretty easily to me. But I certainly found that there were times where it, it felt 
lonely. Uh, and I wondered if that was something that I wanted to, to, to have as a career. And when I say lonely, I mean, we know that uh, particularly in the STEM fields and, and technology, um, it is not as highly represented by you know, women in the field. And I remember sitting in, you know, my the computer science lab for my kind of entry level computer science class. And I was one of two women in, in that class. And, and it felt like everybody else in the classroom, you know, knew somebody that was in computer science and could help mentor them through the class and give them help. And, and, and I, I just didn't, I didn't know anybody that was in that, that degree program. And so it felt you know, a little lonely to me. And I thought like, is this what it's going to be like throughout my career? And so I probably had some questions, but from that experience, there was, I was one of two. And so the other woman in that class uh, became a good friend. Uh, we navigated our, our, you know, computer science classes together. And, um, and I found that, that ally. And I think that's something that has stuck with me throughout my career as well. Um, that it is, you know, finding those allies and finding those people that uh, I really connect with throughout the field that has reinforced that, this is where I want to be and it's what I want to do. And, and, uh, and certainly as I've gone through my career, those dynamics in, in the workplace have changed. How does that, Thea, can I turn the question on you? How does that relate to, to your experience? Because you're there now, you're in those computer engineering, computer science classes. You know, how, how do you, have you questioned at all the, the path and journey you're on? Yeah, actually it's funny. Cause I, um, kind of experienced something a little similar in high school. So, my first engineering class ever, my freshman year of high school, I walked into class and I didn't know anyone. I was uh, waiting for a girl to walk in the door. I was waiting for like five minutes and no girls showed up. And I actually ended up being the only girl in my very first freshman year engineering class. So that was a moment to me where I kind of understood that it's not something that girls just do. And it's not something that... um, is going to be comfortable for me necessarily. So it's really funny that you mentioned that you had a similar experience because I never realized that many women have experienced the same thing. But what's really, really cool is that when I joined the Abbott family, the Abbott internship, my sophomore year actually of high school, they had just started this mentorship program. So they had college interns pair up with a high school intern buddy and they mentored them and um, our us high school interns were, were able to go to them to ask questions or if we needed advice or honestly if we needed anything. So I think that also is really cool to me because it shows uh, growth within the STEM field as well as growth within um, a sense that women in STEM are getting that mentorship as well, which maybe some were not able to see beforehand. So I think it's really cool that we've experienced similar things and it's something that women can kind of uh, join together and look at. Oh, that's, yeah, that's excellent. And, And congratulations to you for recognizing that so early in your career journey of reaching back and and providing that mentorship. I mean, I, I have in my office, I, I have often uh, looked to, you know, a, a quote attributed to Mahatma Gandhi that says, be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. And I think that's really what we're talking about here, which is 
you know, embrace that. And, and, you know, what, what would you like to have changed in your experience? Okay. Go be that change for the next, the next young woman that's coming behind you. So congratulations to you for embracing that so early in your career. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so throughout your career, um, as a woman, what, what are some challenges that you faced in a largely male dominant career? I wouldn't have gotten to where I am today if I hadn't, you know, been at times the only, you know, woman at the table or, or the, 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 the female manager of a team of, of, you know, male, male technologists. And I, I wouldn't have, you know, gone through that and developed the same kind of resiliency and persistence uh, if I hadn't, you know, been been a woman in STEM, and so I find that to be one of my biggest strengths, and and the benefit of this is it has built me into somebody that really knows my stuff and can do this job well, uh, even though sometimes it again can feel a little bit lonely along that path. The other thing that it has developed in me, I believe, is a real um, capability in in building connections, and what I mean by that is. Even if on the surface there are differences, you know, between the people that I'm I'm working with, there are always things to connect on. There are always places to find common ground. Right. Yeah. So as we we had mentioned, technology is always changing, and um, especially being a, a woman in STEM, there are a lot of things that I know that you may have seen that have changed. So I, I wanted to know: Have you noticed any major changes in the STEM field since you started your career, especially as a woman? The biggest one that I have, the biggest change and evolution that I've seen in technology is really the, the change from technology being somewhat in the back office, in the back room, behind the scenes, keeping systems running, keeping you know things up, and, and people kind of continue to do their job, to it really shifting into a business driver. What company today doesn't rely on technology to really differentiate them in the industry. Uh, and, you know, all of us use, use technology in our everyday. And, and we're, you know, seeing things like at Abbott where we have devices, technology devices that uh, allow people to have more freedom of movement and enjoy their lives. And so that is now putting us in front and being part of the business versus necessarily those in the background. And in that then, it means that what skills are required in the technology field have also evolved. So it's not just that subject matter expertise and, and being, you know, the best at, you know, a certain area of uh, technology, but the fact of being able to tie that into you know, the business or into the purpose of what that technology is serving, and then being able to communicate that to a wide audience of people that has really drastically changed, you know, over the years that I've been in the field. So in your career, if there was one thing that you could change, um, or even in your, during your education, um, what, what would that be? And if there isn't anything, definitely by all means. Um, but if there was something, what, what would that be? Probably ask for help more often. Um, I think sometimes, and particularly, you know, when you are underrepresented in the field that you're in, so as a, a woman, sometimes asking for help or asking questions can feel like you're revealing 
you know, some kind of flaw or, uh, you know, not being prepared for something. And the reality is there's a, certainly a way to ask questions and the way to present it, uh, but that nobody has all the answers. Nobody just, you know, no matter how confident somebody comes across, they don't have all the answers either. And it is only through, you know, asking questions, inquiring, and, you know, being, being, you know, vulnerable to that, that you actually get the kind of knowledge and education and, you know, to be better at the, the job you do. And so I have, I, you know, kind of think of it as you can be confident, but humble, humble being, I don't have all the answers. I'm not expected to have all the answers, but I am expected to go out and, you know, find those answers and, and, and ask the questions. And so I probably came about that maybe a little later in my career than I you know, would have liked to, or probably should have, but so that'd be the one thing that I would change. And here's the other thing that I have found is that people love to talk about what they do. So asking somebody a question about how something works or, you know what, could you dive into that a little bit dif- you know, deeper? Tell me a little bit more how about how, you know, you came to that conclusion. People love to talk about that. So it's not actually revealing any kind of insecurity or, or, you know, lack of knowledge. It's a, it's an inquisitiveness that then leads to your own education and and growth. So I've, I probably would do that a little bit more in my career if I could. Yeah. And I I think it's hard sometimes too. I know um, one of the things that I've learned recently also is there's a difference between uh, asking for help and being independent. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I, I struggle with a little bit. Um, I find that sometimes if I, if I feel like I need to ask questions, I feel like I'm not as independent as I could be, um, which there's a huge difference. And I think that's something that I'm learning. So, um, I think everyone kind of goes through that in their lives and it's interesting to hear a different perspective on it as well. Um, so, so for future women going into STEM, what is kind of the biggest piece of advice that you have? Be really, really curious and get really excited about what you do. And I think if you're going into the STEM field, that's probably what, what drew you there to start with. And so tap into that. Don't forget that. Um, and find the people that give you energy in, in that, you know, though, who else is excited about what they do and excited about the challenges and find those people, because those people will be the ones that just, that feed into it and get you through some of the harder times or the times that you may question yourself. But if you, but if you have that excitement, if you, if you have that wonder, then that's what, that's what keeps you going. And I say this, even at my level, um, I joined Abbott almost two years ago and I had come uh, from the financial services uh, industry primarily. So this was my first step into life sciences and the healthcare space. And I, even to this day, have so much wonder and like excitement. You know, my team sometimes laughs at me because I'll be like, I'll come by something and be like, do you know what we do? Do you know, you know, I just learned about this and what that means to people. Like, did you know that? It's so cool. And they'll kind of laugh at me. Like, yes, we've been here for, you know, 15 years. I know exactly, you know, I know what you're talking about. But for me, that has brought, you know, the energy and excitement to, to you know, continue to do what we do 
And, um, and I think don't lose sight of that. So Betsy, I have one final question for you. We'll be asking this at the end of all of our shaping the future of STEM podcasts. Would you rather build snow forts or sandcastles? I mean, it's going to be snow forts all day long. I'm, I'm born and raised in the Chicago area. So Midwest winter, uh, you know, it's, it can be a long several months of winter and gray skies. And so the one thing to look forward to is getting out in that snow and building snow forts and having some fun. And uh, this year I'm really looking forward to it because I have a two-year-old and so she will, uh, this is kind of the first time she'll really understand snow and we've gotten her, her boots and her snow pants. And so we're ready to, to get out there and, and build some snow forts with her. So all day long snow forts. Oh yeah. Me too. Me too. 100% snow forts. I am also born and raised in Illinois, Northern Illinois. I, um, look forward to snow every year. Awesome. We'll see. This is, we knew we were on the same page here. For sure. Well, Betsy, thank you so much for being here today. It was wonderful to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you, Dia. This has just been such a pleasure to get to talk to you. I am excited to, to track your career and where you go from here. And I can tell already that it's going to be a very long and successful career. So thank you and, and uh, all the best. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed Dia and Betsy's conversation today. For more on our STEM sisters, go to www.stem.abbott and look out for other episodes wherever you get your podcasts.